This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live from the new AM 740 at Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. It's Walter Rigobon with my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Really busy show today. Just want to let our listeners know who's, uh, who's coming up on the show. We've got two Mark Kennedys today. We've got Mark Kennedy, uh, Teeter Kennedy's son. We're going to be talking about the new monument and the new uh, statues down at the ACC that were announced this week. We've got Mark, our Mark Kennedy, our roving reporter, is going to be calling us from England, uh, talking a little bit, uh, a little bit of soccer. Interesting result over there yesterday. Man U uh, off to a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty slow start with their new manager. So we'll talk about that. And we're thrilled to have with us today Eddie Andelman. Eddie Andelman, uh, if you're a fan of sports talk radio, may um, that name may ring a bell. He uh, is known as the godfather of sports radio. Uh, anybody who listened to sports radio in the 1970s and had an AM radio with, uh, and they pointed their their uh, antenna in the right direction in the in the southern Ontario region would have picked up Eddie Andelman from Boston. He uh, uh, sort of started the horse, whole sports talk uh, uh, genre, and we're thrilled to talk to him. Um, Naz? Great guest this week, especially, you know, we, we have uh, Mark Kennedy, uh, Teeter Kennedy's son. Um, sure, he has a lot of uh, stories about Teeter, and I did some reading on him. I saw him in a few clips. I did some reading on him. He was quite the, uh, quite the leader on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and... Uh, and all the players really uh, respected him. Yeah, Teeter Kennedy uh, um, certainly was one of the most respected uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in history, and I think a, a really, really good choice for the first uh, Toronto Maple Leaf to be honored on what I guess they're calling it a granite bench, and they're going to create a statue of him, and he's the first that uh, has been announced. There, there's going to be an announcement uh I believe in early September, where another two Maple Leafs, the next two Maple Leafs to be so honored, will be announced. And over the course of the next couple of years, I think they're adding up to 11 or 12 and leading up to uh, uh, the 100th anniversary celebration of the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2017. So this is sort of starting that process and um, and uh, certainly pointing towards that. Um, Next two Leafs that uh, are going to be honored are certainly a matter of debate, and the debate has already started. And it, it uh, depends how they're going to go, uh, Wally. It depends if they're going to go by the uh, the player, the age of the player, or when he played, 
or who deserves it next. I'm not sure how they're going to go. Well, My, there's, there's, well, uh, that, and you've raised a very good point. Uh, there, there's a, a committee that I think Joe Bowen's on it, and and some other uh, some other uh, people are on that committee going to make that decisions. What do you think should be the criteria? I think the criteria should be in the most important player, uh, not by age. Who deserves to be on it? Uh, first, second, third, and Teeter Kennedy to me is probably deserving to be number one. Um, like I said, I have no uh, no issue with Teeter Kennedy. He's actually the last uh, Toronto Maple Leaf to have won the Most Valuable Player Award in the uh, in the NHL in 1955, and uh, that was certainly an incredible accomplishment uh, given. Uh, Given the peers, uh, the players that were playing in the NHL at that time, I mean, take a look. His peers were Jean Beliveau, Rocket Richard, um, Gordie Howe, mm-hmm. um, some of the greats, you know, certainly some of the legends of the game, and uh, won the MVP award in 1955. Uh, but four or five Stanley Cups? I, five at, Stanley five Cups. Five Stanley Cups. Yeah. Um, so certainly he, he last leaf to win a major trophy too. Last leaf to win, other than unless you uh, classify the Conn Smythe as a major trophy. I'm not sure the Conn Smythe was. Uh... <laughs> we'll have that debate. Yeah, uh, we'll have that debate, and uh, uh, certainly bringing up the Conn Smythe, the last leaf to have won this Conn Smythe is Dave Keon. That's right, and um, and Dave Keon actually won the Lady Bing as well, I believe, in the early '60s. Um, uh, I've been a well-known uh, fan on this show of Dave Keon, and, and anybody who talks sports or hockey to me knows uh, my admiration for what Dave Keon accomplished in the 1960s. Uh, four Stanley Cups, Conn Smythe, um, to me one of the best hockey players uh, that ever played the game, ever played a 200-foot game, as I call it, that could play both ends of the rink. Um my my choice for the next Leaf to be on would be Dave Keon. Naz? My, my picks would be Dave Keon and Daryl Sittler. But let's talk about Keon for a sec. If he gets the choice, which we, we, he should, would he come to the ceremony for him being there? That is a debatable question. Um that's a really interesting question. Uh, Dave, Con- Dave Keon is well known for having had his difficulties uh, in, in, in previous, uh, of course, with the Harold Ballard and, and that era. Um, um, he's been to Maple, not Maple Leaf Gardens, um, uh, to the ACC mm-hmm. a couple of times over the course of the last. Uh, since the ACC opened, but he comes only for events that honor teams. Uh, there have been some discussions where uh, they've offered to honor him in a personal sense by raising his number 14 to the rafters, and my understanding is, based on reports that I've read, that he refuses uh, uh, in the sense that he believes that the Leafs do it the wrong way that they shouldn't honor sweaters, they should retire sweaters. And the Leafs never have uh, retired, except for a couple of uh, exceptions, one being Bill Barilko, mm-hmm. I b- believe, number, number five. five. Yeah. And it, Ace Bailey uh, number was six. number six. Those sweaters are retired, if I'm not mistaken. All other sweaters are honored and capable of being worn by 
Toronto Maple Leaf players and given out to Toronto Maple Leaf players. So going back to your original uh, query, uh, I suspect he he wouldn't come for that type of, of an event. I think it would he would feel it would be a personal honor and not a team honor, and he would probably not um, he would feel the same way as if they were honoring his sweater rather than retiring his sweater. It should be, it shall be very interesting. I think he will get named. I just wonder if he would he'll go for the celebration. I hope he does. I really do. Well, Cuz you know we were all getting older all of us and Dave Keon is a year older than last year yeah, and and, and, and uh, you know, that generation of Toronto Maple Leaf players is there's 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 not much time right left uh, to honor some of these mm-hmm. um, heroes I would call them from the past. Uh, they're certainly heroes for for us because we were, you know, when we were kids growing up, you know, we all used to put on Maple Leaf sweaters and wear number 14 and number 27 for Mahovlich and number one for Bauer. And we used to go out in the streets and play ball hockey. We'd wear those sweaters and pretend like it was the seventh game of the Stanley Cup final and we scored a goal and we thought we were Dave Keon or Frank Mahovlich. Those are certainly memories that are, uh, you know, they're, 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 incredibly prominent in every opportunity we get to honor these greats because certainly we haven't had the opportunity in in the last 40 years uh you know success for the toronto maple leafs in creating heroes uh i mean every generation does have their heroes but would certainly love to see dave keon i think they have to offer it to him um uh, he's well known and in a lot of polls he's uh, he's he's been voted the best toronto maple leaf of all time. Anybody who ever watched them in the 1960s would have a difficult time coming, not agreeing with that. Um, the other interesting one is Johnny Bauer, who uh, Dave Keon may be the best Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. Johnny Bauer may be the most beloved. Now he's the most popular for sure. That's for sure. I'm not sure that he's in the class of this group, but I do think he will get in. Um, Getting back to Teeter Kennedy a bit in the sweater, some young lad pointed out to me um, the other day that Teeter Kennedy wore number nine and Mike Craig wore number nine for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's they wrong. Have to, it's wrong. We've they had this discussion. They have to retire these wrong. sweaters. They have to, and I agree with them, they it, have to retire these sweaters. It is so stupid. And and. And uh, and we've had we've had this discussion, and if the viewers uh, li- viewers listeners want to check out, I wrote a blog piece on the Naz and Wally uh, about this whole idea, and the Leafs are um, um, one of only three teams in the NHL that don't retire sweaters. I believe that they're the only one of the original six that don't retire sweaters, and and I and I just don't get it. And if you go read our blog piece, I mean, I made the point. It's at nazanwally.ca under blog. I made the point. Um, can you actually imagine somebody skating out in a Montreal Canadian uniform next year wearing number four, number nine? That's preposterous. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Or number four on the Boston Bruins? Wouldn't, wouldn't happen. happen. The, the Leaf right. greats are, are no different. I, I just can't see... Somebody wearing number nine, Teeter Kennedy. It doesn't make sense. Guys down at the ACC, if you're listening to this, change it. Change it. Change it. And change it quick. Anyways, uh, before we go to break, I want to announce a contest. The uh, We have to give away this week two complimentary rounds of golf at Copper Creek Golf Club. If you've ever played Copper Creek, you'll know it's an outstanding golf course. 
one of the best golf courses in the Toronto area. Two complimentary certificates. Give us a call at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Fifth caller wins two complimentary rounds of golf at Copper Creek. We will be right back with the godfather of sports radio, Eddie Andelman. Should be fascinating. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I got my fill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerati with two toppings each, plus two big Pepsis, the deal is a peach. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Just $13.99, that's low. For show, let's, whoa. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Visit pizzaville.ca or call 736-3636. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're really pleased to have on the line with us this morning a real privilege for the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Eddie Andelman. Eddie Andelman, over 40 years in the sports talk radio business, uh, 
affectionately known as the godfather of sports radio, had the incredible show in Boston in the early 1970s, The Sports Huddle, which really really set uh, sports talk radio and pushed it to a completely different level. Eddie, you're with us? I sure am. Eddie, thanks so much for coming on. I've got to tell you, I've waited over 40 years to talk to you. I remember calling into the sports huddle in the ni- in 1970-71 and I never could get through to your show. So this this uh this uh this talk has been a long time coming for me. Well, life takes some very strange twists. I was a trained accountant uh <laughs> and I uh, got a master's degree in business administration. Was just sitting at a bar one day with some friends talking sports and uh guy next to us said, uh, hey, how about, uh, how about coming on the radio? I have a small radio station. And uh, they never had an untrained uh, person before on the air. And I was a great sports fan, and I was interested in the hot dogs, and I was interested in, uh, you know, the fun aspect of sports. And so you would think that, uh, you know, at the time, this was 1969, you would think at the time that it was uh, uh, a, a period when, when people enjoyed sports, but they were afraid to say anything against the team or against the player or against the owner or against the high prices or against the forced exhibition games. Uh, and, in fact, nobody ever said, hey, this team is lousy. <laughs> you know, and, and so all of a sudden, Life Magazine, Time Magazine, CBS Network, it became like a, this unbelievable thing overnight. That's why they call me the godfather of sports talk. But it was just me, being me. Well, you've created a monster here for sure because <laughs> uh, we have a 24-hour uh, radio station, not ours, of course, but uh, that covers sports all the time, Eddie. And uh, when you were when you started in '69, in the it was 1969, is that right? Right. Uh, the Red Sox, the Patriots, and the Bruins. I know the Bruins were very good then, and the Red Sox were pretty good also. How was well, that uh, at the in, going at that time? Well, you left out one team called the Boston Celtics. Oh, oh yeah, the Celtics too. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we didn't have a basketball team in Toronto in the late '60s, but I was a huge Celtics fan. Bill Russell. I, yeah, that's a, that's right. The greatest single, most valuable player in any sport that ever lived was Bill Russell. You know, I could argue that with anybody. You know, Michael Jordan might have been a better player. But if he ever had to play against Russell, he never would have won one championship. Now, you're still as feisty and as irreverent uh, as ever. And, uh, and, at first, and, sec- and, first, and I like, want to congratulate you on your uh, election to the New England Sports Hall of Fame. That's uh, a huge honor, and congratulations on that, Eddie. Well, I, I, re- I deeply appreciate that. But, you know, uh, to me, I've lived such a privileged life. Uh, I have a wonderful family. And and um, I've had my health, and I've had a job that I truly loved. I mean, how many people can say that? So I've always tried to give back as much as I could. I created the Hot Dog Safari, which is a once-a-year event uh, when uh, families can come for $10 and children are free, have all the hot dogs and ice cream and, and that they want, and we've raised millions of dollars for cystic fibrosis by doing this. I've also uh, had a program over the years to make sure that all the veterans' homes of our brave soldiers get giant TVs. And uh, I always try to give something back because I am so thankful 
to be able to have, have been part of uh, what I call the great relaxation, because if we didn't have sports, we'd probably end up killing each other. <laughs> That's so true. Eddie, in- interestingly enough, sports talk radio didn't become big in Canada probably till the late 80s. Or early, uh, or the night, or the uh, or the nineties, uh, certainly was huge in the states uh, in the seventies. Sports Huddle um, was an incredible show that you could hear uh, throughout Northeastern North America and into into the Midwest. And at at points in time, your 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 lines were so jammed, you had twenty thousand people call you on one show. That that's that's monumental. Right. Well, I think you left out one figure. It was 120,000. Oh, 100? oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a that's pretty you know big that figure was? to leave out. 120,000 people yeah. would call you on that's one what? show. Do you remember uh, the wrestler uh, Bruno San Martino? Yeah, absolutely. In- interesting, well, it, it, interesting enough, Eddie, last, last week, we, uh, in the recent past, we've had on the show Abdullah the Butcher and, uh, and King Kong Mosca. So we certainly remember Bruno San Martino. Well, I accused him of uh, being four foot three, <laughs> and, uh, and his breath was so bad that people just laid down. They didn't want to wrestle him. And, and, and this feud went on for a long time. And then finally, uh, the promoters, uh, which was at that time Vince McMahon's father, uh, you know, insisted on Bruno coming on here with me. I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. I bought a knife and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at one time he really believed he was the heavyweight champion of the world. Oh my God! He did, did he bear hug you? Or? No, but uh, he he couldn't pronounce my name Andelman, which is not that difficult. So and, and but, you know, I really wasn't afraid. And I would say to him, "Look, this just shows me how stupid you are." And most wrestlers go along with the joke, except he was really serious. Oh, oh, for our li- just want to uh, tell our listeners, we have on the line Eddie Andelman, the uh, the legendary sports talk radio show from the Sports Huddle in Boston. And uh, Eddie, humor and fun always used to be a big part of, a big part of your show. And I remember, I distinctly remember the circus music that your that your show started with. Um, yeah, and I and I know you did a little you did a little piece in the Boston Herald recently uh, where you got a, you got a little bit irreverent again about uh, Ghana being your favorite in the World Cup. Is 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 sports as fun and as fun and humor gone out of sports? Yeah, absolutely. But but you know uh, you fellows know this. Look, you've called me seventeen times the last twenty hours to make sure I'd be on, which shows me that at least you're working and you want to do a good show and you care about what you're doing. But the real problem with sports radio today is just a couple of guys come on and they're not prepared, uh, they don't try and entertain, and they just want to yell at each other. And that's not entertainment. So you might have the hardcore bettors listening to that show, but you're not really having people enjoy it, and, and that's what the fun of it is. Look, if I was doing a show from 1969... Do you know how much fun I'd have with the Toronto Maple Leafs? No. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much fun well, I would have? I, you, you probably didn't listen to the first uh, 10 minutes of the show, but we were actually talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey in, in the middle of August. So I, I can only imagine how much fun you'd have with the Leafs. But give us an idea. Well, uh, you know, to begin with, uh, you know, take the Bruins. I used to call them, you know, uh, last call Harry because when he ever made all these deals, he was always drunk. You know, and, and uh, when they glorified him and put him in the Hockey Hall of Fame, I, I, I wanted to picket the place because, I mean, 
if you remember, I don't know how old you guys are, but if you remember the original uh, Russian-Canadian uh, series. Absolutely, like it was yesterday. Uh, uh, and they call that the greatest. Well, I was in Las Vegas at the time. Now, my family all came from Russia at the turn of the century. And so I was pretty familiar with Russia. I had been there a couple of times. Um, and they were skating on the Volga River 2,000 years before uh, North America was settled. And, and if you recall, they were such overwhelming favorites, the Canadians, that uh, you got eight goals the first game. So I'm there, uh, and I'm cashing checks, and I'm betting as much as I can on the Russians, uh, not, not against Canada, just because I knew that they were great players, and they were like uh, army colonels and majors, and because they were, if they did a good job, they were getting housing, they were getting cars. Uh, you know, it was a whole different situation. Well, to make a long story short, you remember the series was unbelievable hockey. Uh, that's when hockey... We, we remember every minute of it, Eddie. Yeah, and it, it turned out to have a glorious ending. But uh, when you consider that uh, what did actually Sinsen accomplish as like a huge uh, favorite, I mean, they were lucky to win in the last few seconds of, of a match. So I would have taken the side, uh, you know, of that... Uh, even though they won the series, that they really lost in my mind. So, you know, that kind of stuff is what we have a lot of fun with. Now, uh, uh, I, I turned on hockey. When they went from 6 to 12 teams, I tolerated it for a year. Now that they have all these teams in places like I've never been in Columbus, Ohio, I don't even know the name. I don't, if you ask me to name two players on Columbus, I couldn't name one. So I stopped following it, except, you know, on occasion... Uh, the Stanley Cup turns out to be really good hockey, uh, something that Toronto fans aren't familiar with. But uh, you don't mind a little jab, do you? No, no not at all. Eddie, we do our own jabs big time. Don't worry about it, Eddie. <laughs> got, got to ask you a question. Um, you, you're a critic of, of uh, hockey, but uh, you're also a critic of one of Canada's most revered athletes, Bobby Orr. And, oh, why, why would you say that? Well, there, there are some some reports I read where you in, in the early 1970s you didn't um, you didn't think he was necessarily the the most genuine of athletes. Are those reports wrong? Uh, uh, let, me, let me tell you exactly what happened. Uh, Bobby Orr was represented by Alan Eagleson, a name that will go down to infamy, obviously. And um, I wrote an article for Boston Magazine. And I said, Alan Eagleson is using Bobby Orr. He's not even the, the highest-paid athlete on the Bruins. As a matter of fact, you know he was the sixth-highest-paid player. And uh, he opened up a restaurant called Bobby Orr's Branding Iron, of which he got $50 a week uh, the right to eat f for free for the use of his name. Wow. And that was other things that Eagleson was doing, you know, feathering his own nest. And we later found out that Alan Eagleson went to jail and that uh, he screwed Bobby Orr every possible way. Now, I wrote that in a magazine, and Orr was furious. And I, I, I met him one time, and, and I said, Bobby, this guy is doing a number on you. What's the matter with you? And uh, years goes by, and uh, probably 15 years went by. And I bumped into him at a charitable thing, and he says, you know, I should have listened to you. They became great friends with Bobby. Bobby Orr, when, whenever that argument comes about Wayne Gretzky versus Bobby Orr, um, there is no side to the argument because Bobby Orr was a two-way player and Wayne Gretzky was a one-way player. 
So you've you got to say, with the exception of Bo, uh, Bo, uh, Gordie Howe, who had longevity on his side, Bobby Orr was the greatest all-around hockey player that ever played. Well, we certainly, uh, I certainly agree with you there. And so I, do I. And I've made that point. Uh, I remember watching Bobby Orr when he was 14 years old playing for the Oshawa Generals, and uh, the first time I ever saw him play, you, you, you saw that he was something special. And now, it was, let me you know, say something else about Bobby Orr. I have met superstar athletes from Ted Williams uh, to Joe DiMaggio uh, to Gordie Howe. I can name you a hundred great athletes that I've met. There's only one superstar athlete that is a normal person and always was a normal person, and that's Bobby Orr. He's a genuine, normal person who's a nice guy. Eddie, who's the most popular player or the best player in baseball that's gone through the Boston Red Sox? Uh, could you repeat that again? Best player what? Boston Red Sox, all-time best player that you, that you saw play. Well, of course, my favorite of all time would be Ted Williams. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because I was just explaining to somebody. Uh, remember the actor Robert Ryan? Yep. Well, he resembled Ted Williams quite a bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Ted was a war hero, amongst other things. They decided to make a movie about Ted Williams, and it never happened. You know why? Because nobody would ever believe the Ted Williams story of him being a wingman for John McCain, uh, uh, two world wars, well, one world war in Korea, uh, coming back, I mean, at the age of 39, hitting 389 without an infield hit. I mean, he was an extraordinary ball player. And had he ever played in Yankee Stadium instead of Fenway Park, the home run record would be somewhere around 800. You know, he had to go 375 feet for a home run. The Yankee Stadium, you know, he could have bunted the ball over there. Well, you, uh, just to remind listeners, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live on the new AM740. Uh, we're privileged to have with us this morning Eddie Andelman, the uh, godfather of sports radio and uh, uh, host of one of the greatest uh sports talk radio shows ever uh, not one of the greatest in my opinion the greatest sports talk radio show ever you can read all about uh, eddie and uh, the sports huddle on our blog on the naz and website uh eddie uh, the sports huddle was known for uh, its fun and humor and some incredible antics that you did over the years uh, well, a couple of them that we refer to on our blog was the infamous 1972 gig where you uh consulted a psychic, a bookie, two Chinese abacus experts, and assorted astrologers, and then you correctly predicted the Miami Dolphin 14-7 victory over, over the Redskins. You had that infamous uh, antic when you called Buckingham Palace and you were looking for some guards, I believe, for the New England Patriots. Yeah, we tried that in our show in our early days. And, uh, what, was, uh, in, uh, what was the most fun antic that you recall from your days with the sports huddle? Um. There was a, uh, a strip club in Miami uh, that showed X-rated movies um, called Doritos. This is a family show, Eddie, so be <laughs> careful where you go with this. Yeah. Um, and um, I called the box office to find out if there were any Patriot players there. <laughs> uh, because, uh, uh, you know, it was the night before the game. Yeah. And... Uh, they put me on hold, and the manager came in. This is live on the air. And then he said, I think there's a couple of Patriot players. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get me one of them on the phone. It's very important. 
something about his aunt. And a few minutes later, I don't want to name the guy because now it was so many years have passed, and I don't know if he's alive or dead. Uh, but they actually put one of the offensive linemen on the air who <laughs> <laughs> <have> been there. <laughs> but, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, as you guys know, uh, you know, to have sports and to talk about sports. And it's sort of relaxing and it's fun. Um, I, I think that the, it would be a lot more, uh, more successful today if they just would do more homework and go to more games and delve into history. And, you know, when people today ask me, I get mothers and fathers calling me all the time and saying, you know, my son or my daughter wants to do sports. And I tell them, go to a small liberal arts college, expand your horizons, and don't just be a sports geek. You know, there's nothing. Uh, I did a consulting job down in Charlotte a few years ago, and the first thing I did was make them throw out the computer out of the uh, out of the studio because if if somebody calls and asks a question and how many triples did this guy get in 1974 and you give them the answer, that's not entertainment. That's not fun. That's not relaxation. That's not getting you away from your everyday problems. And that's what I think that the the goal should be. You know, it should be light. It should be fun. Now, there are times when things are very serious. You know, you get into the seventh game of the World Series or a World Heavyweight fight or something such as that. You know, and you can be very uh, all serious you want. A trade is like fodder for our industry. I mean, what, what a great uh, to walk into a studio. You guys, I'm sure, know that. You walk into a studio, find out there's been a major trade. Well, that, uh, you know, automatically puts your senses on alert. And you, right away, you, you want to be able to have some fun with it and be able to explain it and and take both sides of the issue. What's been the biggest change in sports since you got involved? I, I think this is statistics. I think this is statistics of the analysts uh, uh, added nauseum. Uh, I, I don't think it's fun. I mean, I, I think it can be important. If you're doing, Vince Scully was on uh, a game uh, last night on Major League Baseball Network. And, and Vince interjects between innings information uh, that is sort of the flow of the game that's important. Um, but I think that when you start getting on and start analyzing all these things and making up all these new baseball terms, and, and now I guess they're putting cybernetics into hockey, and they're finding out how long a person shoots, and who cares? That's all nonsense as far as I'm concerned. But If I was the coach and my job was at stake, I'd probably care. But as a fan, all I want to do is enjoy my team and see them win. But, you know, the healthiest fans in sports, in my opinion, and I've said this before, Toronto Maple Leaf fans and Chicago Cub fans <laughs> are the healthiest people in sports because they have a good time whether the team wins or whether they lose. They enjoy themselves. If you're a Red Sox fan and, and they lose – People spill out of that ballpark. They're angry. They'd like to punch their mother, uh, you know, and they take it all too serious. And they don't have a good time unless the team wins. That's not healthy. Let me tell you, Eddie, I, I, I have one small point of disagreement with you. Uh, both Naz and I are, are, are big Leaf fans, and uh, we got into this the same way you did. We were just a, we we're just a bunch of fans uh, going on the air expressing our opinions. And when the Leafs lose, Eddie, especially when they lost that 4-1 to game where they were headed Boston Game 7 uh, a year ago, it hurt, my friend. It hurt bad. 
So we okay. don't always we don't always enjoy ourselves when when the Leafs we, lose. We still haven't recovered any. <laughs> what happened to the Red Sox this year? Yeah, but that's a meaningful game. Yeah. If it was the yeah. 12th game of the season, you still go out and have a good time. That's, that's true. true. That's what true. happened to the Red Sox this year? Well, uh, I think, as you know, the most important thing in baseball is pitching. The second most important thing is strength up the middle. So what do the Red Sox do? They get rid of their center fielder, their shortstop, and their catcher. Uh, you can't do that. There's never been a team that ever won that wasn't strong down the middle or that didn't have great pitching, ever, in the history of baseball. Dead ball era, 1890s, it makes no difference. So I thought what they did was like, uh, uh, well, it's stupid. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what other adjective to say. It's just stupid. Eddie, unfortunately, uh, I'd love to do this for another hour or two hours, but our time has run short. This, is, uh, this has been phenomenal. We really enjoyed this. Uh, we'd love to do it again with you. Um, uh, do you miss it? Um, no, actually, uh, no, but I am going to, uh, for the Boston Herald on August 29th, I'm going to do an hour once a week uh, under the new system I'm, I'm really interested in uh, doing it without phone calls. Um, that's something I've always wanted to do. In fact, I've done some four-hour shows without phone calls. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we wish you the best. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a genuine uh, pleasure talking to somebody that we uh, used to listen to and enjoy so much in our younger days, and we'd love to do this again with you uh, real soon. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks so much. Hey, you guys are nice guys, but the next time I'll be happy to do it, but you can't call me 35 times to make sure I'm I, I apologize. <laughs> the only reason I called you is I wanted to make sure I was prepared. Okay. Thanks, hey, my friend. Thank you, guys, and thanks a lot. Thank Appreciate you. it. Anyways, you've been listening to the Nazawali Sports Hour. We had the legendary Eddie Andelman uh, going to break, and we'll be back with Mark Kennedy to talk about the uh, Leaf Monument and his father, Teeter. It was a rainy day when Peterville asked... How much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Pizzaville's new loyalty programme. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. 
Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when I got my fill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerati with two toppings each, plus two big Pepsis, the deal is a peach. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Just $13.99, that's low. For show, let's, whoa. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Visit pizzaville.ca or call 736-3636. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, that was certainly a fascinating interview with Eddie Andelman, the godfather of sports radio, talking about the uh, the good old days in sports talk radio. We did, did you ever think Bruno Sammartino <laughs> would come into this? <laughs> he was actually one of my heroes, too, when I was, he was, he was a WWF champion for about eight or nine years. Um, anyways, we still have to the next caller two complimentary rounds of golf. At Copper Creek, it's got to be a $250 to $300 value. Give us a call. Next caller, 416-360-0740, Get your fingers on the dial. It's a fantastic little uh, uh, prize we're giving away. Anyways, uh, on the phone right now, Mark Kennedy. Uh, uh, son of Teeter Kennedy, who was certainly in the news this week uh, as the uh, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment announced a new Legends Row at the Air Canada Centre. Are you with us, Mark? I'm here. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, certainly a, a tremendous honour for, uh, for, for your family and uh, a great remembrance for your dad. Uh, when were you called about this, um, this honour? On June 15th, I got a call from the Maple Leafs. They didn't tell me what it was about, except they said, Mr. Shanahan wants to meet with you, Mark. So I thought, okay. And uh, drove down to the Air Canada Centre, and he was, uh, Mr. Shanahan was there and some other uh, of the top folks, and, and they said, we wanted to tell you something. And it was a total surprise, out of the blue, and uh, terrific. Amazing. Mark, um... How would your dad have felt today if he was alive getting this award? He would have felt tremendously honored and humbled and touched, especially in his uh, senior years uh, when, when people remembered him or when the Leafs showed appreciation for him. He found it very moving. 
And uh, the thing he would have liked best about about this honor, and and maybe this would have been the top honor of his life, is the the statue they're going to build. They've already got part of it up. It looks like the boards uh, and the players' bench for the Leafs. And so he will be his statue will be behind the players' bench as if he was ready to jump on the ice. Oh wow! And they're going to add players over the next few years. So he would love that because he was a team guy first. Uh, before personal accolades, he, he was for the team. And this is going to be an honor for the team, for the top guys of, of all time. So that would be especially uh, important for him. Um, just to give our listeners a sense of uh, where this uh, uh, monument, where this where this feature will be, um, physically, where at the ACC are are we going to find this? It's at the east entrance. Um, yeah, but mid east entrance. Is is it indoors or outdoors? No, it's outdoors. It's outdoors at the east entrance. Is that towards Bay Street? Yeah. Okay. So You're asking me trick questions. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to bury it in my direction. I'm trying to get a sense. And, and there's there's going to be an official unveiling at some point in time? Yes, yeah, September 6th. Oh, September 6th. Oh, so the, beautiful. The, it will be finished by then. It'll be, yeah, it'll be done by then. And I think they're going to announce two other people who will be honored, two other men, uh, on that same day. I may be wrong on that. I think you're correct. Uh, Naz and I were talking about that earlier in the show, uh, who uh, our favorite picks would be for the other two honorees. Uh-huh. Um, I, I I would ask you that question, but my suspicion is that you'd prefer not to prefer not to comment. Well, that's that's right, because there are so many wonderful players over the years, and I'm just one of the millions of Leaf fans out there, you know, and so, so I don't want to put forward my opinion. Mark, one of the most fascinating stories about your dad is a gentleman who, was yell- who would yell out, come on, Teeter. Yeah. <laughs> John Arnott. Can you briefly describe him? Uh, John Arnott was uh, a gentleman who owned a gas station in Nobleton. He came to every Leaf game, and he sat, I think, up in the blues at Maple Leaf Gardens. He had a voice that carried through the whole gardens and on people could hear it on the radio too because it was it was just a profound voice and uh, it, when the leaves were down all of a sudden you'd hear come on teeter oh, that's and uh, it was uh, an impetus for the whole team and he and dad became good friends so they're uh, John's family and and our family we get together every now and then. I hear from his daughter Jane too uh, occasionally, and it was it was quite a great story. And after Dad retired, he he for a while was cheering for Billy Harris, who was a center with the Leafs. I remember and, Billy. Yeah. yeah, and his nickname for Billy Harris was Hinky, so he'd say, "Come <laughs> on, Hinky." Anyways, we have on the line uh, this morning Mark Kennedy, son of uh, Teeter Kennedy, um, talking about the uh, commemorative uh, event that's coming up at the Air Canada Centre honouring his father, Teeter Kennedy. Your your dad, uh, when he's described, there's certain adjectives that are used. Work ethic, heart, modesty, 
humility, and uh, he certainly was all of those. Uh, do you actually remember, uh, were you old enough to actually watch your father play at the uh, at Maple Leaf Gardens? I went when I was eight years old and fell asleep. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but that was his last year with the Leaf. And, and so, uh, and one other thing I, re- I remember, I wasn't old enough to uh, actually see your father play either, um, but I do recall... Uh, he was always described as as uh, as a as a classy individual, and I guess that was uh, you know his his character was shown in 1993 when they raised his banner uh, to the rafters of uh, of I guess it was Maple Leaf Gardens in those days, and and your father wouldn't allow that to happen right. unless uh, Sill Apps uh, went in at the same time. Oh well, yeah, that that was important to Dad because. Silaps was the captain before Dad, and he showed Dad the kind of character qualities that a captain needed to have, and, and leadership qualities. So, uh, and he was a wonderful player as well. So, Dad thought he should be honored first. Yeah, there's one one thing I saw with Dick Duff. He wore number nine after your dad, mm-hmm. and uh, he he paid tribute to your dad, and I felt uh, kind of emotional myself when Dick Duff was uh, talking about. Wearing number nine and following in your dad's shoes. He must have been one heck of a guy. Oh, he was a wonderful guy. And, you know, Dad chose, wanted to be number nine because of his hero, uh, his hockey hero, who was Charlie Conacher when he was a boy. And Conacher, the big train, they called him, was number nine for the Leafs. So Dad wanted to wear number nine when he grew up. Anyways, we've had an, uh, we've had uh, with us this morning Mark Kennedy, uh uh, son of Teeter Kennedy, who's going to be honored at a special ceremony at the Air Canada Centre. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we wish you all the best uh, at, the, at the ceremony, and it should be a fitting tribute and a great day for your family. Thanks again. Thanks, Thank Mark. You. Bye. Uh, that was Mark Kennedy. Certainly an uh, interesting discussion about his father, uh, Teeter Kennedy, talking about uh, leadership. Interestingly enough, a Leaf captain and leadership, a topic that never goes away. You know, he reminds me of player-wise and probably leadership-wise, Brian Trottier from the Islanders. He was that type of player, too. And uh, that's who he reminded me a bit on the ice, the clips Uh, I've seen anyway. So that was certainly, and we certainly look forward to... uh, we certainly look forward to that ceremony, and it's going to be fascinating who the who the other the next two to be honored, and we certainly will discuss that in future uh, future Naz and Wally Sports Hour shows. Um, I was going to ask Mark get to the countdown. I was going to ask Mark if uh, he knew anything and could tip us off, and be we'll, we'd be the first ones to know. But I don't think Anyways, he knows. I'm really looking forward to who the uh, next honorees are going to be. Anyways, just to switch a little bit on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on AM 740, we're going to talk a little bit of soccer. And uh, we have our roving reporter, uh, another Mark Kennedy. It's not uh, Teeter Kennedy's son. He's uh, uh, Mark Kennedy provides us with soccer advice from time to time. And interestingly enough, Mark Kennedy is in England this morning. Uh, Mark, are you with us? Good morning. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm calling from England. Anyways, the first question I've got to ask you is, uh, uh, who did you manage to convince to squeeze out some monies in the Nazawali Sports Hour travel budget? <laughs> 
to to send you over there because I'm, 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 because I've ordered an audit and an accounting of the travel budget because I don't remember that being authorized. Well, I, I think the deal is that I flew over here, but I have to go back home by cargo ship. Okay. <laughs> well, your 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 visa better better have a lot of credit limit on it. Anyways, we are, are we're I have some connections <laughs> with uh, cargo ships. Right anyway, so we're uh, running uh, running up against our uh, our deadline. So interesting event in the in the EPL yesterday an un, uh, uh, an unexpected result man you lost to Swansea City what happened and, and where i was i i saw only smiles the the, the people that that i was uh, uh enjoying the the day with none of them are man u supporters and to see man u struggle at home to start a new season especially with their new manager van hall that has all these high expectations to see Man U struggle again, boy, people seemed awfully happy about that. Well, I guess Man U's not uh, outside of Manchester. They're not well-liked. Well, they, they have supporters all over the country, but, but um, they also have detractors all over the country. So that, that seems to balance out. How's the EPL season uh, shaping up? Who, uh, who's, uh, who's, who's, gonna, who's going to finish at the top and who's, who's going to make a run for it? Uh, <laughs> you you always want predictions from me, and I have to remind you. Well, I that's what we're paying Brazil you for. Belgium final. <laughs> uh, um, Chelsea, Arsenal, um, Tottenham, and of course Man City uh, as are 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 tipped to be in in the front. And Man United is uh, is is hoping to get into that conversation. Um, it is awfully early in the season. The deadline for signing new players is, I believe, September 1st. And so the information we're getting on, on Man United is they realize that they've, they've got to sign new defenders to replace the defenders, such as Rio Ferdinand, that, that, they, that they sold this summer. They, they got rid of their old guys, and they haven't got the new guys in yet. Now, uh, Arsenal won 2-1 yesterday, and they had to beat a team that went to 10 men. Yeah, they really struggled yesterday. Also, so does that happen usually in the EPL at the beginning of the year? Uh, it, it, you're not sure how the bigger teams are playing, but they get better as the year goes on. It, it it is a very long season. It goes it goes from August until until next May. And yes, it is possible that a team can be very strong in in August and September and then fall back. So there isn't a lot of concern or panic about uh, how a team looks in August. Um, any problem can be recovered from at this stage. So what's your opinion of Liverpool? You didn't put them in the top six there, Mark. Um, I'm surrounded by Liverpool supporters, so um, I, if, um, if I'm hoping to have a drink bought for me in the pub, I have to really say that Liverpool's going to win it all. Anyways, Mark, we're running out of time here. Uh, we're down to, the, uh, down to the end, and we certainly want you back. Uh, we want to talk about TFC. A uh, little bit of a bad result last night with uh, against Kansas City. So uh, hurry back. Uh, the uh, the playoff run uh, starting up in, in Major League Soccer, and we want to talk with TFC. And uh, we also want to talk to you about European Soccer and Champions Cup and Sadia A. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'll look forward to it. Anyways, that was Mark Kennedy, our roving soccer reporter, talking about... Uh, uh, soccer over in England and uh, an interesting result there yesterday. Naz, you have the winner of uh, the two complimentary rounds of golf at Copper Creek.
The winner is Bernie Scherer of Toronto. Bernie Scherer of Toronto wins uh, the, the uh, two rounds of at Copper Creek, and that is a terrific golf course. We it, played it about three weeks ago, I think, or two or three weeks ago, and it's what a beautiful course. Anyways, Bernie, congratulations on that. It's uh, certainly uh, one of the GTA's best golf courses, and we want to thank our uh, the good people at Copper Creek golf club for donating those two complimentary rounds of golf and next sunday we'll be giving away another two rounds of golf at copper creek uh once again thanks to our good people at copper creek for that um coming up uh, this week in sports we're certainly going to be watching the jays they're, they're, we're getting down to the short strokes and they're going to have to turn that around the nfl season is starting to heat up uh we'll certainly be talking about the bills i know you're a huge bills fan naz yeah, with the Bills and the, uh, the Leafs are going to be having training camp in the second week of September, so we're not that far away. I think uh, fall is upon us, Wally. Anyways, uh, in the few seconds we have left, I just want to remind our viewers at the Naz and Wally Show that we are big supporters of the Foundation Fighting Blindness. They're doing great work relieving uh, vision problems and doing great vision research for lots of Canadians. We want to thank our sponsors once again. Pizzaville, obviously, uh, a key sponsor of the show, and all of our other sponsors. Thank you for sponsoring us. This has been the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live on AM 740. Have a fantastic week, and we'll be here again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.